Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to reviews, news, and spoilers for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Just, uh, you know, hanging out, being groovy, all that kind of cool stuff. What yeah. about yourself? I'm, dude, I'm doing well. We just came off of a really uh, awesome weekend for me personally. Uh, it's kind of a trifecta for me because we, uh, for one thing, we have uh, announced that there is a, a new addition to our uh, our family here. Whoa! Congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're really excited about it. So um, that'll be a uh, that'll be fun uh, adjusting. You know, it was it was an adjustment to be a parent, and uh, being a parent of two is going to be a, a new adjustment as well. So we'll see what that. Well, that's Definitely be so, that. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm excited, man. It, it's um, we, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet, but uh, it's like I said, it's really exciting. So we got to announce that. Uh, and then also my family competed in a local gumbo competition here at uh, the International Mississippi Gumbo Fest. I heard of this and I saw the results. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Thank you. We were elected the best new team uh, and uh, we, had a, we had a blast. The team name was Rue York City, kind of a play on our last name, York. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, and then the third thing was I became T-Rex bros with uh, supervising director of the Clone Wars and the upcoming Star Wars Rebels series, Dave Filoni. Okay, you're going to have to uh, elaborate on what T-Rex bros means. <laughs> this is really cool. So just uh, allow me this quick story, but then we'll jump into some good flashy stuff. Uh, on uh, A while back, I started following Dave Filoni on Twitter, and uh, I was a big fan of the Clone Wars. I'm really excited for the upcoming Rebels series. And the man never really tweets all that much. He does occasionally, and when he does, it's typically like you know some pretty good stuff. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Even though I don't necessarily follow that many people, uh, especially not people that don't tweet very often, I'm like, you know what? Dave Filoni, I'm going to follow him because you never know. On Friday, the man tweets out a picture of him at the Pittsburgh airport doing kind of a posed picture with one of the statues. Because you know in airports, they've got a lot of bunch of statues and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I saw that. I was like, oh, that's cool. I've, I've flown back and forth between Pittsburgh back when uh, my brother-in-law lived there. And I had I would always take a picture of myself in front of this giant T-Rex. And so uh, I, I had I actually, you know, had kind of some photos pulled up at the time. It was kind of a perfect moment. And so I tweeted him back my picture of me running away from the T-Rex. And I said, ah, it's great. I always like to do a running away from the T-Rex. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't think much of it. But he actually favorited it, which was pretty cool, which means he saw it. Uh, and then the next day I get another tweet. He tweets me back saying, Hey, I did that too. And he's got a picture of Dave Filoni running in front of the T-Rex basically. (laughs) So, uh, so now we're, we're T-Rex bros. Oh, that's cool, man. (laughs) It was was pretty, pretty sweet. So it was kind of a big weekend for me (laughs) from that standpoint. (laughs) Well, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, it's low key weekend here. I had a buddy in town, so we just kind of hung out and watched some college football and, uh, you know, had fun. Man. Not nearly as exciting as your weekend, but no. you know, yeah, that's good stuff. Now, you you were like playing uh, host. You have a buddy in town this weekend, and then of course in two weeks I will be at your place. 
Yes, you will. Yes, you will. We get to be able to record like in the same place. I know. We've only ever done that once when we did our Transformers review, and I want to say that was probably our best podcast episode, uh, regardless of how great or bad the movie was. We, we really had a blast <laughs> recording it in the same place at the same time. So, Indeed. Yeah, and the great thing is, of course, that's going to be the week prior to The Flash coming out. So what we're going to do is have a big call-in show. Um, we've never quite done anything like this before. You know, before we, we've done a few call-in shows during season zero, but for this, it's going to be all call-ins. We're just going to open up the lines and geek out with you guys about pretty much whatever you want to talk about. Uh, you know, specifically about the flash and kind of rumors and, uh, but, but we could also talk about Supergirl, the new Supergirl series and, and that sort of thing. Or we could talk about, you know, what other characters you want to pop up or, or how you might like to see different things interact. You know, get your thoughts together and be ready because that's going to be what, October 2nd? I believe that is correct. So, yeah, so October 2nd, that's the Thursday before the uh, the Flash goes live. We'll be opening it up on our uh, live channel over at Mixler.com slash Pottery. Would love to have you guys call in. We will be using Skype, and it should be a lot of fun. So put that on your calendar, and we hope to speak with you guys soon. Indeed. The Rundown. All right, man. So last week we looked at uh, Barry Allen's first appearance in Arrow. And this week we're looking at the, the kind of the sequel episode, the following episode to that, Three Ghosts. Arrow Season 2, Episode 9, directed by John Baring, and the story, of course, by Berlinti and Kreisberg. Barry manages to save Oliver's life, but Oliver is angry to find out that Felicity has revealed his secret when he regains consciousness. Barry and Felicity are able to identify and locate Oliver's attacker, Cyrus Gold. While continuing to discover the truth behind the death of Sin's friend Max, Roy is captured by Cyrus and brought before Sebastian, who injects him with the Mirakuru serum. The serum fails to work and kills Roy. Oliver arrives and stops Cyrus, simultaneously destroying the centrifuge and the remaining serum. Oliver revives Roy, but worries that the serum may still affect him negatively. In flashbacks, Ivo kills Shadow, but flees when Slade turns up with superhuman strength and kills his men. Later, Slade is revealed to be alive in the present, and the one orchestrating Blood's work. He orders Blood to leave the vigilante alone so that he can deal with him personally. While Roy recovers at the Queen Mansion, the serum injection heals the arrow wound in his leg. Barry leaves a domino mask for Oliver to better hide his identity and return to Central City. While in his lab, Barry is hit by a strange lightning created by an accident at the new particle accelerator. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that's that scene we've seen so many times because, it, of course, it's been uh, popping up in the Arrow, uh, I'm sorry, in the Flash trailers. And then, of course, even before we got trailers, we were going back and rewatching that scene over and over and over again. So uh, everybody in the Flash fan community is very familiar with this moment. But, uh, yeah, so that is Three Ghosts. What do you think, man? I liked it a lot. I thought it was really cool. It was the first time for me to see that – uh, opening bit in its entirety because I ha I've seen, you know I've seen the clips here and there and when they you know do the promo stuff for Flash but I, I hadn't seen this episode before so it was the first time for me to actually to to witness that uh, creation event in its entirety so that was really cool yeah you know we get off we really kick things off and uh, one of the things that Arrow has been really good about is is keeping this kind of almost twenty four like momentum where every single episode is a cliffhanger and every single episode you know just starts right in the middle of something. And, uh, you know, the energy just never dies down. And they're really, really good about that on that show. And so when we pick up, we do see Barry uh, really kind of stepping up under pressure. I mean, he's he's never really worked on uh, a living person before. I think he even says that usually he only works on dead people. Yeah, <laughs> that's really reassuring. I know, right? But I mean, what are you going to do? And then the first thing he goes for is the rat poison. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, okay, great. First off, he says he's only worked on dead people, and now he's going for rat poison to cure somebody. All right. <laughs> he's like, wait, wait, this would work so much better if he was dead. Hang on, do you have any rat poison? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but of course, you know, I mean, we're not scientists, so I'm sure that makes total sense to anybody <laughs> who, who understood even remotely what he was talking about. Well, it was funny, though, because the second I saw the rat poison, I was like, oh, cool, yeah, that they're, they're actually going to use rat poison to, because when they're talking about, you know, how his blood was coagulated, like... Uh, Maple syrup. Maple syrup, yes. And uh, I was sitting there, oh, so they need a decoagulant. Then they, I saw the rat poison. I was like, I bet they're going to use rat poison. I was like, yeah, they did. Dude, that's cool. Because <laughs> that's go. how it kills the rats. It makes it so they just bleed out of their orifices. It's really horrible. Oh, it sounds uh, just lovely. Yeah. Uh, of course, once uh, he does actually revive Oliver, we get our very first Arrowverse flash where Oliver chokes out Barry. <laughs> 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 they, do not, uh, they do not hit it off very well. I mean, obviously... Uh, Ali is pretty, uh, pretty upset with Felicity just in general for exposing a secret. He feels very, uh, you know, just very vulnerable right then because aside from the fact that he was almost dead, uh, now he has to deal with this person that he didn't even like before who is now kind of part of this little team arrow, at least for the moment. I, you know, I kind of understandably so, right? Because, you know, this, this guy just kind of came into his little man cave with his friends and like this <laughs> new kid and, and, you know, I, I can see why he'd be upset, but. You know, he's got to deal with it now. When you're working undercover like this, you really just kind of have to make do with what you got. Uh, I love that line that Felicity says to Barry after it's all said and done, because, of course, while uh, Oliver and Felicity are kind of back and forth bickering over the entire situation, Oliver's just kind of sitting there like, hey, guys, I'm right here in the room. You know, like (laughs) it's very, very rude. Uh, But anyway, Oliver like storms off and Felicity has that line where she says, you know, never meet your heroes. Yeah. And you got to think with all of that, you know, establishment in the first episode of, of Barry really being all about the arrow and knowing all of these little things and keeping up with their rogues gallery and everything like. Oh, that was know. funny when he's sitting there saying, oh, you beat all these people. And he's like, we weren't keeping count. I was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. So he's got, you know, he comes in with all this fanboy stuff and then it's like, oh, man, this is uh, the person I really, really dug really, really hates me right now. It's a bad <laughs> feeling, man. It's not good. It's like, what are you going to do, shoot him? <laughs> like, shoot him with an arrow? It's like, I might. He's kidding. <laughs> that was good, too. Oh, man. Of course, we don't. <laughs> the other thing, too, is like, is he? Is, is yeah, he Because yeah. <laughs> he just shot Roy, like, <laughs> like, last episode. That was my thought. I was like, I don't know if he's joking there. <laughs> Once the sparks die down, we do get to, a chance to see uh, Barry adjusting to Team Arrow and, and really kind of getting to be in the cave uh, and having some fun with it, man. He's he's going through. He's checking out the arrows. He's, you know, like you said, he's listing off the rogues gallery and and really just geeking out all over the place. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's you know it's really cool to see that glee. See what ah, I, did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> Come out when he's looking at all these things. He's just, you know, it's like. Uh, it, it's kind of like the first time that I really went to a uh, to a comic convention. You see all this like mm. awesome cosplay everywhere, and you're just like, wow, like awestruck by all these cool things. And yeah, it, it's pretty neat. All that like your heroes in person, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Well, at that point, he's, he's definitely getting into it and enjoying it. Ultimately, for the most part, I mean, Barry really does more po- play a part in the background here with him and Felicity kind of sciencing it up and and working out this. Uh, you know, this serum that uh, they are trying to develop. Not a lot of field time, which is what you'd expect, right? I mean, this is not The Flash. This is Barry Allen prior to The Flash. He, he's not somebody who's going to be on the grounds. He's, he doesn't have the uh, the fighting uh, know-how that Arrow does. He doesn't have any skills. Uh, he doesn't even have abs yet because he hasn't been struck by lightning. <laughs> you know, he's, just, he's making do with what he's got, but he is being a, a vital part to Team Arrow. And ultimately, man, he puts 
he makes the largest contribution to this universe that has ever happened in the moment when he asks Oliver, why don't you wear a mask? Well, I really like Oliver's response, though, because it makes a lot of sense. You know, at first, it's, you know, that that's the question. Basically, uh, uh, Barry is just acting, acting as a proxy for the audience, because that's the, the question that the audience is, why don't you wear a mask? You wear a mask in the comics, why don't you wear one now? Right. And uh, Oliver's response is just so great. He's like, well, you, if you can find something that I can, you know, move around really fast and, you know, not get in the way of my aim and all that kind of stuff, then fine. Uh, and he's like, instantly has an answer for him. <laughs> Because, you know, like they, they pointed out, like he starts talking about the when we first meet him, he starts talking about all the, the various arrows and why doesn't he wear this color and why doesn't he do that? And not just asking the question, but also offering different solutions for exactly. why he should do different things. Yeah. And it's just so great because <laughs> he's like, I've already thought of this, actually. <laughs> and here's what we do. <laughs> Barry on the scene really does progress this universe in a lot of different ways. He does kind of introduce the concept of wearing the mask and and ultimately even builds the mask and leaves it as a, a parting gift for uh, for Oliver. Uh, but beyond that, man, he also just interjects something special into this universe, not just the speed force, not just the big moment when he becomes the Flash at the end of the series, but you know, having kind of that lighthearted nature of, I don't want vigilantes. I want heroes. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a cry that all of us want. I think, you know, most of the people, I I say most of the people, I am one of the people. And I think there are a lot of people like me that when they watch season one of arrow, that's something we wanted. We did not necessarily want this dark vigilante. It was interesting, but we wanted a hero. And so when Barry comes onto the scene and they ended it perfectly, when Oliver puts on the mask, and asked how he looks, Felicity tells him, like a hero. And I mean, that is a that is a big gear change and a big turning point for this series and for the universe as a whole. Yeah, because, you know, being a vigilante, a dark and brooding vigilante works so well for Batman because that's what he is. You know, he's this dark and brooding dude. But, sure. you know, and and it, it, for, for a lot of these characters, though, for Arrow, you know, the first season was very dark, very gritty. Uh, and then they're trying to like, it, it's kind of funny, though, how it's sort of, I wouldn't say necessarily it lightens up at least, but from what I've seen of the show thus far, when before Barry came on and after Barry came on, it was like a completely different arrow from yeah. henceforth. Well, then the great thing too, man, we were talking right before the show, you were asking a couple of questions about Roy and, uh, and you know, non flash related characters. And I was like, well, man, I don't want to spoil it for you because I, I would not be surprised that after watching these two episodes, if you aren't ready to kind of watch the rest of this season. What I can't decide, though, is whether or not I want to watch the rest of the season or go back and start everything over and catch back up to where I am now. It's up to you, man. I think this is a great jumping on point. But at the same time, I I do think there's a lot of good groundwork that's done in the season and a half prior to this. Yeah, Um, because like every time they flash back to the island, I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, I hear you. I, you know, if I if I was you, I would I think I probably just because we're so close to the beginning of season three, um, I would probably watch the rest of season two. And then if you've got time, kind of go back and rewatch it uh, just to kind of get those pieces in. But I mean, really, everything amps up to 11 at this moment on. I mean, with with Slade on the scene, uh, finding out that he's behind everything, finding out that there's more than meets the eye with this cult and, and with blood and everything else. Uh, it really drives from this point to one of the most epic season finales in television history. I mean, it's so good. And just, I mean, cinematic, man. That is one thing that this television series has been able to do is really bring this high stakes cinematic feel. And I know that as Arrow has continuously just amped it up, and I'm sure they will do so in season three, 
I love that Flash, pardon the pun, is going to hit the ground running and that they are actually going to be part of just kind of that amped up universe. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really cool. Uh, the stuff that I've just seen in these two episodes was enough to pretty much convince me to watch the rest. Yeah. And, and you know, I, not that I wasn't going to do it anyway, but, like, now I just – that's the, the, the decision i got to make is, you know, starting over, going through the whole thing. I think I'm just going to, you know, like you said, continue, go to the end since season three is coming up. And, uh, but, yeah, I'm just excited to see where they're going to go with it. It's, it's, it's really good, and Flash is definitely going to uh, – pick up on that yeah a couple things i got i got to mention i i did not realize and probably because i wasn't looking for this name because i didn't know what it was the first time i saw it uh they mentioned harrison wells in the uh in the news report yeah they flip it over to the tv and that's i i caught that as well i was like wait a second harrison wells they're talking about the particle accelerator hey it makes sense yeah and so i i i did not realize that that character had been foreshadowed um you know and like i mentioned since it's not necessarily a character from the comics to our knowledge at this point uh, it's not a name that I would have, you know, known to look out for, but uh, they definitely do set that up. Uh, another thing, man, is that Barry is just just striking out big time. <laughs> like he keeps on kind of putting himself out there for Felicity, and he's kind of like, you know, I kind of like you, and she's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm not interested in Ollie at all, and it's like, well, but I could kind of see that you you could be and she's like no not in the slightest as soon as oliver comes in she's like you know like all doe-eyed and everything exactly like eyelashes batting <laughs> and it's like barry's <laughs> in the back just staring like yeah i'll, I'll just be here yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like swinging over a hundred dude <laughs> yeah i was just terrible he's like uh so you got any christmas plans like yeah lighting my menorah like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> That was a good line. Yeah, but uh, you know it is nice that she did uh, call. I, did he? Did he call her? Or did she call him at the end? Uh, he called her. All right. So he was, he was making that last ditch effort, saying like, "Look, if you ever, you know, be honest with yourself and admit that you like Oliver, and then get over it, <laughs> I'm well, kind of, you know, I'm kind of over here." Yeah. <laughs> you know what was interesting about that whole conversation was, is as I was listening to it, you know, knowing what I know about the new Flash series that's come out, seeing the promo videos and things like that. And about uh, Iris's and Barry's relationship right. with Flash, so I for a second, you know, I thought maybe he was talking about that, and then I don't know, they kind of steer it, so maybe he's talking about Felicity, but uh, uh, it popped in my head that I was like, "Ooh, is he talking about Iris?" But yeah, I don't you know, know. I think he probably is. You know, he says like, "Look, I've been there. I know what it's like to really have feelings for somebody who's just not into you," and so I think I, you know, I think it's probably a double edge, right? It's it's on the one hand saying like, "Yeah, this is something that I've uh, been through with or been through with Iris." Uh, but at the same time, it's also apparently something I'm doing so with you right now. So for yeah. me, you know, <laughs> cards so on the twice, table. So, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I think it's probably pretty obvious that uh, the the Iris Berry relationship is going to be the one to look for in the upcoming series. But uh, hey, you know, I think uh, I think we know. I think we've even reported on this in season zero that uh, Felicity will be popping up on the series from time to time. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. The particle accelerator explosion was cool. You know, they really had to get that right, didn't they? Because obviously, if the series, if they decided to go along with a, a you know a new series, which obviously they did, otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. Uh, <laughs> but it really needed to look big because that was the moment that they were going to kind of constantly go back to. And yeah. it can be jarring when you know television series kind of retcon things that happen early on. Let me give you an example uh, in the television series Smallville, which I really loved, and Bell, you were not a big fan of. Uh, yeah. When they when they aired their pilot, you got to see a couple of items that would come up in later seasons and look incredibly different. Uh, you got to see Clark's ship that he comes in on and as a baby, 
and you got to see this kind of Kryptonian looking machine that's supposed to plug into the ship. And if you compare them, the two, they look nothing alike. Or well, if you compare what was in the pilot to what happens in later seasons when they use those same items, they look nothing alike whatsoever. And it's really, really jarring. Yeah, that that's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure these studios have that in mind. And then as the seasons progress and they get more money to do stuff, they're like, oh, why do we want to do it like that? We have all this budget now. Why don't we make this really cool big thing? And they just fail to realize in the, you know, they're, they're trying to make it better, I guess. They want to make it right. better for the fans, but they fail to realize that by changing the stuff that we've already been established and it's, you know, we've grown accustomed to, you, you may alienate some people there. Well, and part of it, too, is that the age that we live in, you can't get away with some things you might have been able to get away with a couple of decades ago. Uh, because, you know, once your, once your television episode is out there, it's going to be out there on the Internet. It's going to probably pop up on Hulu. At some point, it's going to be on Netflix. People are going to buy the DVDs. They're going to, people are going to rewatch scenes in series over and over and over and over again to the point where they have every single little minute detail memorized. Yeah. And so, you know, it, I, w- I would imagine it's there's a lot of stress there and making sure that your uh, continuity, uh, you know, is, is kind of keeping up, especially when you're dealing with such fantastic elements. But, uh, but yeah, it was really neat, though, how they're, he turns the TV on. And first off, where was this laboratory that he's in? And why do they have a giant skylight? <laughs> I, I know, right? It's pretty, uh, it's like hipster laboratory, right? They've got um, all their chemicals out, and but it's like all on a wood floor. And they've got a big skylight that they have to use chains to lift up. And... Reclaimed redwood floor, <laughs> yeah, mind right. you. You know, it's, it's, it's like, come to my, uh, my, my laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? That should totally be a thing. It is now. It's a laboratory. <laughs> I love it. Hopefully we'll see the Loftatory uh, in, in the series. That's great. Absolutely. Grant Gustin did a great job. All I mean, really, everybody did such a great job with, with dealing with such uh, kind of large, fantastic elements that are being introduced into this world. Uh, I just, I really like it, man. I, I love that even though the show has a tone and has kind of a, a way about doing things, it's able to adapt and evolve and grow as the universe grows. And uh, that's going to be key in the coming season as they deal with the fact that metahumans are going to exist. I re- man, I really do. I encourage you to pick up, uh, you know, season the rest of season two of Arrow. If you want to go back and start from the beginning, that's great too. But uh, man, I would love it because I guarantee there's going to be some crossover, not just once or twice between the Arrow and the Flash series. Well, I, I really want to see all of, almost calling them Deadpool, Deathstroke, dude. I really- Yeah, I I really want to see the Deathstroke stuff, and uh, I know it's in there, and so I'm looking forward to seeing that. So probably I'm just going to buy the rest of this season, and then when season two comes on Netflix, that's when I'll watch season one and season two. Awesome, man. Definitely encourage you to. Newsflash. All right, man, we don't have a lot of news this week, but we do. We did want to kind of talk briefly about the fact that Supergirl has been picked up by uh, CBS, and uh, it will get a series. So this is really exciting. Uh, of course, this is a, a series that Berlinti will also be producing. And so there's a lot of talk about whether or not Supergirl will be part of the Flash Arrow universe. Now, Bell, I, th- I think we've kind of discussed this a little bit in the past. It was will they, won't they type deal. I mean, definitely the components are there. And there's a lot of speculation that this will be part of the universe. However, I've got to say that I'm really not a fan I'm really kind of hoping they don't do that. Just because they can connect these particular heroes, I don't think they should. I like an idea. I like for Supergirl, considering that she is a, um, uh, what do you call it, like an ancillary character? 
yeah. I mean, I, and I hate to say that she's a great character. I love Cars Orel, and um, you know, then there's some great things that they can do with her. But ultimately, she would not exist if not for Superman. Now that said, if they decided to do a very, very different interpretation of Supergirl where she is the last daughter of Krypton and there was never a uh, ship carrying baby Kal-El so that in all intents and purposes, she is the first Kryptonian on Earth uh, that, that, pe- that the people of Earth are aware of. And she becomes the great, you know, the world's greatest hero, not just heroine, but, but universal hero. Uh, that would be pretty awesome. So it really depends on the direction they want to go with it. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but according to the pitch uh, that describing the series, it says, Born on the planet Krypton, Kara Zor-El escaped amid its destruction years ago. Since arriving on Earth, she's been hiding the powers she shares with her famous cousin. Well, so, well. You know, I... But now at age 24, she decides to embrace her superhuman abilities and be the hero she was always meant to be. So that right there implies that he is... You know. Does it though? Because I think that they never actually. First of all, they never actually say Superman in this little description. The second thing is, they say that she shares the powers with her cousin. I don't think that means like the two of them know about it and her cousin exists in the series. I think she has the same powers as her more famous cousin, as in more famous to us, not necessarily the people of, you know, this fictional Earth. Okay. Well, yeah. I can see that. I I kind of agree with you though. I think it'd be nice to have an alternate interpretation of it. Yeah, you know, of Superman, Superwoman, and, and I guess I guess it would be Superwoman, but I guess she'll be Supergirl. But uh, well, it'd be cool if we even if we got a Supergirl who would actually become Power Woman. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. We'll keep our eyes open on this. This looks uh, to be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And like I mentioned, this might be uh, some good fodder for our call-in show next week. So we'll we'll see what you guys think as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, this is Chad Rook, and you are listening to Flash TV Talk. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Got a message sent to us from my listener, Caitlin. She writes in and says, Hey, B&B, I was just thinking of some of the recent clips of the pilot episode where just before the big particle explosion, you see a brief snippet of a newscaster lady identifying herself as Linda Park. Look for it. It's real. Could this mean we might have a later appearance of Wally? Could be possible. Sia, the Ninja Kiwi. So, hmm. yeah. So, okay, so a couple things on this. First of all, there's been some strong hints and uh, and some strong indication that is leading us to believe that we definitely will see Wally West in this series at this at some point. It's a it's a great theory. Of course, we, we don't have access to the pilot at this point, but we, we are looking uh, right now, actually. I pulled up the uh, scene in, uh, in Three Ghosts where... Barry is watching the reporter and uh, yeah, she does look a little bit like she could be Linda Park, but at the same time, they don't, I'm not seeing that they actually state it. Now uh, the Ninja Kiwi, I'm not calling you out here. You, you could be absolutely right. And obviously you're referring to something in the pilot rather than uh, what was on arrow. I was just simply seeing if there was any correlation between the two. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen the pilot yet, so we don't know. <laughs> this, yeah, this is very true. They, they could have updated it. So if I will say, if there is, if this is going to be the Linda Park that is going to be a love interest for a future Wally West, uh, I'm hoping that it's a, a younger Linda Park and in, in if they updated it a little bit to make that the case, because I think they'd probably end up being a pretty big, significant age difference here. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they'd be willing to put that on TV. 
<laughs> I don't. Well, I'll say I don't think that Wally West is going to end up being a teenager. I think they'll do the Roy Harper thing, where uh, it'll be much more of an older protege. Uh, my guess is at the youngest, maybe eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the great thing too, because Wally West. I mean, we, we've talked about this before, but Wally is much more of, you know, uh, he he does become the Flash. He is he is a little bit more of an advanced, uh, quote unquote, sidekick. So that ultimately, there's this great moment even in the comics where. Uh, the two are kind of acknowledging the fact after Barry's resurrection where, you know, Wally's kind of still trying to figure out where he fits in. And he says, you know, I guess at this point I used to be the Robin to your Batman, uh, but now I guess I'm kind of the Nightwing to your Batman. And Barry says, no, you're the flash to my flash, Wally. And <laughs> it's a great moment. It's a great moment. And so awesome. it, it would be nice to kind of see a little bit more of a brotherhood between the two rather than more of a, you know, master and apprentice type deal. I mean, that's fun too, but uh, let's let's see what they do. Let's definitely see what they do. But uh, anyway, yeah. all that to say, I would not be surprised if we don't see Wally West. But I would be surprised if this Linda Park is uh is the is his Linda Park. Let's say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but great, great feedback. You know, we love to get uh, any kind of messages and thoughts from you guys. You can uh, hit us up on Facebook or through various social media, which we're about to tell you about. Love getting this kind of feedback. It's always good to hear. Um, get great stuff. You know, next week when we have this call-in show, I'm hoping for some crazy theories. Uh, some legitimate theories, you know, throw them out there, gather them and get ready because we're going to have a blast with them. But of course, you can always send us uh, your thoughts and feedback other ways too. On Twitter, we're at Flash TV Talk. And if 140 characters can't express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And check out our parent show, Panel to Screen, where this week we review Electra via a rose-colored retrospective. Yeah, those are really fun. It's kind of something that we do where we intentionally go back and rewatch movies that have been universally hated within the geek community. And we put on our rose-colored glasses and we really try to really just focus on the good things there and what we really like. Electra was a really tricky one, though. So Very tricky. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it for what it is. Also, we want to give special thanks to our Flash family members here, uh, Mike H. Schmidt, who does our outro music, and Wu Kim, who prepares our show notes. Thanks, you guys. Couldn't do it without you. And, of course, new episodes are coming to you weekly, so if you enjoy what we're doing now, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. A member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.